0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is
1: Believe. It's There he goes. It's attack.
2: This is Desmond Johnson on the Believe and Carolina Panthers podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network And welcome back into a brand new edition of the Believe in Carolina Panthers podcast. I am your host, Desmond Johnson, joined by my co-host from Sports Illustrated, Skylar Callahan. It is draft week. So we brought in a uh, brought in a ringer, brought in a guest, uh, Zach Petra from the NFL Draft Bible. He's going to help us out with a, a mock draft. Don't know how far we'll get, at least probably the top 10, at least, uh, so we can at least get to the Panthers. We'll discuss all the different scenarios uh, that the Panthers could pull off here. We were just joking off, uh, off camera. They could do literally anything at this point and last year is a perfect example of them doing something unorthodox compared to what they actually need so we've been spending the past two months Skyler talking about left tackles and quarterbacks and trading down and they may end up you know going and getting sauce gardener we have no idea so (laughs) we literally kept their cards close to the vest uh we'll talk about that of course last week if you missed it We had our debate for and against Baker Mayfield. Those uh, rumors have not died down, in fact. Uh, If anything, the Panthers have kind of held those cards close to the vest as well and shut that down earlier this week, saying that they would not entertain any trades for Baker or anyone until after the first round was completed. So if that tells you a little bit about where the Panthers might be heading here, uh, that might be a good indicator. We'll get into our mock draft. Uh, Zach is going to help us through our crazy here, uh, and we'll see – Uh, if we're close to this when the draft starts later this week before we get into that though we need to give a quick word to one of our sponsors at bet online our partners at bet online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info find all the latest sports developments including updated odds on the nba playoffs fights and even next season's futures don't forget that the mlb is back as well who are you picking to win the world series bet online is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started. Just head over to their website today and use your mobile device to join and use our promo code, that's Believe, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That is Bet Online, where the game starts. As I bring in my co-host Skylar Callahan from Sports Illustrated, uh, just to start off before we get into this mock and uh, and bring in Zach. Uh, Skylar, any... Do you wanna <laughs> any last uh guesses here? Or do you want to just wait till we get to the Panthers pick and the mock to kind of go? Cause I know we've been doing your mock draft for yeah. the Panthers pick the past couple of uh Tuesdays,
0: but we've kind of settled on Malik Willis or a left tackle of some sort, right? Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much where my head's thinking. I mean, again, everyone that I've talked to has no idea what's gonna happen. It's it seems like quarterback or offensive tackle. If I had to, to pick one or the other, I would probably lean to the offensive tackle just because I think there's more security there with that pick. And I don't think that there's a for sure guy, even Malik Willis, I don't know if there's a 100% guarantee that he's going to become the player that he thinks. So uh, I'll, I'll wait to get into deeper analysis on it. But I want to say it's going to be probably between one of those two positions. And then, Zach, uh, coming in from the NFL Draft Bible, here's
2: the question that's kind of been floated out there when it comes to Baker Mayfield. Is Baker Mayfield better than the top three or four quarterbacks in this draft class? Like, would you take him if he was coming out this year as opposed to Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett?
3: Yeah, in my opinion, like, I'm a big Pickett fan. I think Pickett's a really solid quarterback. I think he would fit well with Matt Rule. Uh, But Baker Mayfield, I think, is, is is a much better option. So if you're looking to decide between Baker or Pickett or Willis or any other quarterback, I would, I would lean Baker.
2: See, that seems like the logical move. But, again, we're talking about the Carolina Panthers, so we don't really know <laughs> if, that's the, if that's their plan in-house. I think my fear is that they're going to draft Kenny Pickett at six. There's something about getting him that high that just really – it really frightens me. It, like, it really does. <laughs> so I'm not sure. But you seem pretty comfortable with them taking them at six, right? Or are you thinking they would have to maybe trade down?
3: For the, uh, for the Panthers, I don't, I don't know if you'd have to trade down. I, I think uh, six. I mean, if you if you trade down, I think you're still looking at possibly Seattle taking them, unless they like Willis-Boer, which I know everyone thinks, you know, Russell Wilson, Malik Willis, it might be a good, uh, you know, go from one to the other. Um, but with Kenny Pickett, I mean, he was, he was recruited by Matt rule at temple quite, quite a bit. So, uh, there's a connection there. If, if they can't find a suitable trade partner, I just don't know who's going to come up to get what, you know what I mean? Like there's, I don't think Pittsburgh's coming up from 20. Um, I don't think, uh, the saints are going to come up. Maybe they do. Maybe they package both their picks. I don't know, but I don't really see a guy or a team coming up to get one of these guys. I just don't see the value in it. I, I, I don't think the the talent level is there for someone to go up and get them, so I think they're going to be sitting tight at six, thinking, "Okay, do it." You know, like you guys were talking about earlier, do you take your your tackle? Do you take your your quarterback? I mean, I just I got a feeling it's going to be picket, man. I got a, I got a feeling.
2: Unfortunately, I do too, and I think we both feel differently <laughs> about that. that I mean, I don't love it, but I don't hate it. You know, that's that's kind of where I'm at. I'm lukewarm See, on it. And for, like, a top 10 pick, I feel like I should love it. Like, you know, like it should be, like, a franchise-changing, starter day one type of thing. And, like, I feel like Kenny Pickett just ain't it. Um, Joining us uh, from the Believe family, Will McFadden. He is the host of uh, Believe in Falcons. I wanted to have somebody in from our neighborhood, from the NFC South, to chime in. Because if I'm not mistaken, uh, Will, your Falcons are choosing eighth uh, in this draft. So we will – I'm looking at uh I'm looking at our p f f mock draft simulator and I see that there there's no seventh pick uh on here i'm not sure <laughs> maybe I'm looking at it wrong hold on let me pull it up here because what we decided to do today was to basically do a mock uh a mock draft where we'll we'll all sit down and kind of decide who should who should go where and then we'll kind of look at it we'll just see how far we go but am i tripping i'm looking at this and I don't see a seventh pick there's it goes five six eight yeah, it a should pick. be should be the giants right Right, yeah. What the am try, try I,
0: going to uh the draft network? Usually they're pretty reliable. Okay, what's the <laughs> uh that's that's the one I use every now and then. So we're doing real life googling here. Uh, <laughs> draft similar,
2: the draft network, they yeah, the Vikings, I a purple the network, draft. Ne- okay, there we go. And I just—I'm glad I noticed it because we would have got all the way through it and be like, "Hey, wait a minute! Where's the seventh pick here?" Um, Ten and thirteen <laughs> is just like every three picks. <laughs> you select all. Now this one is making it where you pick a team and you go through their picks. You can hit select all at the top, and then it'll ah. There we, there go. we
0: go. Next. And... All right.
2: So select the big board you like to use. We're going with the predictive predictive board. Is that right? Number of rounds. Yeah. Picks be normal. Uh. Everything looks good there. All right, so we are on the draft network here, and we'll just go ahead and kick some things off here. Uh, Jacksonville, on the clock, pick one. Team needs pretty much everything. uh, Other than quarterback, (laughs) they pretty much need everything. So pretty much best player available. I've been seeing Trayvon Walker's name inch up this draft board the past week or so. Uh, Starting off with you, Skyler, Are you surprised that Trayvon Walker is seemingly passing uh, Hutchinson from Michigan? Because it felt like he was like the de facto number one for the longest. And now, as we get to draft week, it's not, it doesn't seem so sure
0: anymore. It's not a surprise. I mean, when you watch the tape, I mean, the dude's just an athletic freak. I mean, the the stats aren't really there as a pass rusher. He didn't have a great, you know, pass rushing production. But when you flip on the tape and you see the just the athletic freak that he is, the, the, the raw strength that he has and just the, the the potential that he can be at the next level. Like, some of these guys, they, they're going to get double teamed in college. They're going to get chipped with tight ends all the time. Like, you're not going to have that production at, at maybe Georgia. But I think I still want to go lean towards Aiden Hutchinson here just because I feel like that's probably the most – I don't know. I, I'm outside of the box here. Like, I'm just – I could see it going Trayvon Walker. I could see him going Kayvon Thibodeau. I think they could surprise everybody and take Eki like – they could go in a, in, a, in a lot of different directions here. I, I guess I'll lean towards Aiden Hutchinson for now.
2: Um, Will, we'll save the expert opinion of Zach uh, here at the end, and then I'm just kind of in the back of the truck bed here. Uh, <laughs> Will, yeah, uh, where are you leaning for Jacksonville at pick number one?
1: Yeah, I, I think I, I kind of feel the same way. and. I'm just trying to think back because this is always the week where it's kind of a smokescreen season. You know, you start getting all these reports. It seems like information is out there left and right. And then I always find it interesting when you kind of get on the flip side of this week, you look back and it's like, well, actually the information that we had kind of at the end of the season and around the the senior bowl, kind of before everything starts changing at the combine and then the pro days and the coaches get involved in all of that stuff. And Aiden Hutchinson, I mean, has for the longest time kind of kept popping back up as that number one pick. And I look at Kayvon Thibodeau, and he would usually fit the bill of that kind of athletic freak that would climb up draft boards late in the process. The issue is he started as kind of the consensus number one pick. So a lot of people were nitpicking him, kind of faulting him, I think, during this process, which led Aiden Hutchinson to be there. But now you've got Trayvon Walker as kind of this rising dark horse candidate because people have been so wowed by his athletic gifts. I'm a Georgia fan, so I've watched Trayvon Walker play um, in this. I think he's got much more pro potential than what we saw production-wise at Georgia because of just the level of talent that Georgia had, kind of what they asked all of these uber-talented guys to do, and the rotations that they had. So I think Jacksonville is probably going to stick here with Aiden Hutchinson just because I think that that's the connection that has been made for the longest time. If there is one team, though, that would probably... Yeah, actually, frankly, like the three or four or five teams that would probably pull off a move like Trayvon Walker and buying into the hype are the first five teams in this draft. Um, so I wouldn't be shocked if Jacksonville does something, but I'm going to stick with Aiden Hutchinson here as well. Zach? Yeah, I think guys, like that might be the move.
3: Yeah, you guys you guys said a lot of good stuff there, you know, talking about the athleticism of, of Tra- Trayvon Walker. I mean, he's he's uber-athletic, and from what I'm hearing, like they're considering it, but Aiden Hutchinson's. it sounds like that's going to be the pick from what I'm hearing. Um, you know, Skyler, you talked about offensive line. I don't think they address offensive line right away just because of what they did in the offseason. And with the depth of this tackle class, I think they can do that later. So I would say Aiden Hutchinson. I mean, Kayvon Thibodeau is such a beast, man. I think he's a fantastic <laughs> player. I mean, this guy should be going number one. But from from everything that I've been hearing, it's, it's Aiden Hutchinson or a trade, which, you know, as I said earlier in the show, I just don't see a trade happening. I just don't see the value of, of a team really trading up with with where these teams are sitting right now.
2: I don't really see a guy in this draft that's worth all the the track the trade capital that you'd have to give up to get up into like the top 3 or top 4 uh cuz it it seems like there's duplicates or variants of these guys spread out throughout the at least the first round. Uh if you can't get one of the like I say if you can't get Evan Neal, there's like, you know, Charles Cross there's Iquano from I mean there's other guys comparable to him that make fall to you if you're at six or eight or whatever, instead of having to trade up three spots, like we've seen in the past, I went ahead and uh, put Aiden as the first pick for Jacksonville Detroit's on the clock, uh, a little bit of the same. They, they almost ran out of room. They need everything. Uh, (laughs) Edge quarterback, safety, wide receiver, linebacker, cornerback, another wide receiver, linebacker, safety, (laughs) interior (laughs) defensive lineman, tight end, running back, offensive tackle, pretty much the whole team, everything they just need, they need something. Uh, looking at the big board here they had Trayvon Walker still sitting there um what would you what would you guys say is the biggest need for the Lions I'm kind of surprised that they've got quarterbacks sitting there with Jarrett Goff uh who isn't an elite quarterback but is at least a competent one um he's been to a Super Bowl uh what, what do you guys think about that with them saying that they need a maybe a quarterback I mean
0: it doesn't shock me I mean again Malik Willis has so much potential and so much upside. And he needs to go to a spot where he can sit and all will get thrown into the fire. And I think Detroit at number two might sound crazy, but it may make sense to take him at number two if you really feel like he's going to develop into that player. So I don't know. I still think it's way too early. They got to pick at the end of the first round too. If they want one of those quarterbacks, they can maybe take one there. Maybe like Desmond Ritter, Matt Corral, Sam Howell, somebody like that. But – I don't know, Zach. I mean, what do you think? Is this is way too much of a risk to take Willis at two? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, had a lot of
2: smoke with Willis at two, possibly to Detroit. But that always felt weird.
3: I've been seeing it all over the place. People are trying to force Willis to at uh, two, and I just don't see it. You got to pick at the back end of the first round. You know, we all know this quarterback class isn't amazing, right? It's not Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, you name it. You know, it, it, you got some good players, and there's some okay players, and you can get those guys at the end of the draft if you feel like you can develop them and sit behind. Behind goth, but this is where I think Travon Walker goes. I think this is a yep. good spot for him. You got you got Campbell as as the head coach. Uh, Walker just that athletic, strong. You know, you play him wherever you want to play him, whether it's outside linebacker at five tag DN, rushing from the wide nine. I don't care where you put him. This guy is going to succeed uh, as long as he hits that potential, right? So he's he's got a lot of work to do. He's still a little little raw, but the athleticism that is there. So um, I would take if I'm the Lions and, and Trayvon Walker is sitting there. I think that's where I would go. You know, I like I like Kayvon Thibodeau. I just think Walker fits a little bit better with what the Lions are doing over there. And just that you know, he mentioned that athleticism, it's just fits nuts how, how how much he possesses.
0: I coach Trayvon
2: Walker.
1: Walker. <laughs>
2: Tra- yeah. <laughs> any, any objection to Trayvon Walker at two to uh Detroit?
1: No, I, I think Trayvon Walker makes sense there. I you know, I, I think with it, this draft reminds me a lot of I think twenty seventeen where there's not a ton of um, I think elite players at coveted positions necessarily at the the very top of this draft outside of your offensive tackles um, and, and edge, obviously. But some of the best players I think are at positions that are a little bit undervalued in the league. And so that's going to make it really interesting between maybe picks like 10 and, and 17 to 20 kind of who gets their favorite guy there at um, some of these maybe undervalued positions, but at the top of this draft, that's what makes it difficult for a team like Detroit. I think that they're just going to go with the player that they think the most highly of, and I think Trayvon Walker totally fits that bill. And it is a position of need for them, so it, it's a good spot for him to get uh, Trayvon Walker.
2: Trayvon Walker, if uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. And well, I know you said you watched a lot of Georgia this past year, but I was under the impression that the Georgia defense didn't really have like a stud like that, like a standout guy. that was more of a collective effort. Is that correct, or was it
1: was that I mishear that? It, it definitely was a collective effort and kind of a common thing outside of maybe to Kobe Dean, uh, because he was just that sideline to sideline vacuum for them. Not a ton of individual production on the stat sheet. But if you watch on a snap snap basis, teams were so afraid of, of this Georgia defense and what they could do that you saw just different versions of their offense than you would see against normal teams. A lot of quarterbacks on the move, a lot of quick passes, a lot of draws, screens, things like that to try to mitigate a lot of this pressure that Georgia could put on them, which led to some lower sack numbers, some lower tackles for losses. Quarterbacks were getting the ball out much quicker. It's a lot of incompletions, a lot of three and outs, but that doesn't necessarily translate to sacks or tackles for losses or things like that on the stat sheet. So I think it's hard to get some individual production in a defense like that but that's why i'm i'm very curious to see the production that these guys can have at the pro level because i do think that's legitimate and i do think they have the traits to really you know not only compete but dominate at this level it's just we'll see which coaches can kind of put them in positions to succeed
2: well it's classic they end up in the right place type of uh deals here uh Houston's on the clock same situation they need everything uh i would think well, actually, quarterbacks, one of the things they don't need, apparently, uh, according to the draft network. I would, I guess they're happy with uh, what's the dude's name? Davis uh, Mills. Davis Mills. I guess they're happy with him. Um, I would think this would be the first spot where a trade could possibly happen at three. Um, and I say that because I don't even think it would be for a quarterback. I think it would be for someone maybe like Sauce Gardner. Uh, I don't know. Uh, what are you hearing about Houston's pick, Zach, in terms of who they might be leaning towards? Because they could go a number of different directions here.
3: Man, this is always one of the harder picks that I have to make when I'm looking at these. I have a gut feeling it's going to be a corner, uh, and, and that corner would be Sauce Gardner. Nice. Um, you know, Lovey Smith, we've all heard him talk about how he, he needs but he wants better cornerback play. Um, you know, you just look, you know, you look around the board and, and you know, I know you mentioned quarterback. I, they, I don't think they're going to go quarterback. If they do, it's going to be probably day three of the draft. They have so many more um, positions that they need to fill, whether it's, whether it's offensive tackle or, or edge rusher or wide receiver, or you name it, there's a ton of them. Um, and quarterback is just a big need for them. They don't really have anyone that's a, that's a cornerback. one sauce Gardner. I know a lot of people are, we're going to be debating for the next few days about who's the best corner, you know, who's going to be the first corner taken, I should say whether it's going to be Gardner or, or Derek Stingley. I like Derek Stingley, you know, always have a new, you know, there's a little bit of a, you know, there's some issues with, with injuries and this, that, and the other thing, but there's no doubt about his athleticism and his his ability to cover. Uh, But I think Gardner is, is overall the better player. When you look at him in the run game, you look at him in zone coverage, man coverage, press off. It doesn't really matter. I think he succeeds in all facets of the game. Uh, Is he a perfect prospect? Obviously not, but uh, there's just a lot of things that he does really well. And I, 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 I could justify the pick being, being Ahmad Gardner here. He's a, he's a really good player.
2: It's really crazy looking at the comparison between Ahmad Gardner and uh, Derek Stingley Jr. coming out of high school. Stingley was a five-star uh, recruit. Uh, they're roughly about the same size. Um, when I'm sitting there looking at him, about 6'1". Well, actually, Gardner's a little bit bigger, 6'3", uh, 190. But he came in as a three-star. Uh, that helps with the run
3: game, man. The dude's, uh, the dude's a beast in the run game. I love what I see out of him.
2: See, I kind of like cornerbacks that can thump. So uh, that would be a a pretty good selection for Houston. Skyler, what are you thinking? uh, Where does Houston go here? Would you go with sauce at this point? Or is there someone else still sitting on this board that intrigues you at three?
0: I mean, I think a lot of people peg an offensive tackle here, and I I understand it. But I don't think that that's as big of a need as what they need defensively. And like Zach said, Lovey Smith's a defensive-minded guy. So I could see them going Thibodeau here. I could see them going sauce. And I mean – they, they can maybe go Kyle Hamilton, Hamilton, but that's just way too early, in my opinion, for a safety. Um, you just can't value a safety that high in the draft, even though he may be the most talented player in the draft. So I actually kind of agree here. I know it's boring to agree, but I, I think it's going to be sauce at three just because he needs somebody in that secondary. And, I mean, I, I don't want to take Kyle Hamilton Please let Hamilton follow the Vikings at 12. <laughs> I need him. Uh,
2: yeah, I think that's l- three is really high for safety. Um, I wouldn't be comfortable until probably about the bottom of the top 10, I guess, uh, depending on who it is. But, um, yeah, that kind of looks like that route's going to be going that way. Uh, the Jets at four, another one of these teams that needs everything, uh, except for quarterback. They seem pretty okay with Zach Wilson. I know that the Jets have been trying to land a big-name wide receiver Over the past couple of weeks, they took a uh, swing at Tyreek Hill. Uh, There were some rumors that maybe Robbie Anderson might be wanting to go back there. Uh, There was another – who was it? Debo Samuel now. Oh, Debo Samuel's been linked to them now. Uh, Do you think that the Jets pulled the trigger on a wide receiver here, or do you think they trade down?
3: I mean, I don't think they trade down, and I don't think they pull it, pull the trigger on a wide receiver. And he, there's there's two options here when you look at the draft that we got here. It's it's either Kayvon Thibodeau or it's an offensive tackle. Now, like looking at offensive tackles, Makai Becton, you know, they, there's been a lot of talks about, you know, is he is he what we thought he was coming out of college? You know, I still think he's a I still think he's a solid player. We got to let these kids develop a little bit. Um, so you can make the argument of of. Taking a guy like like Ikia Kwanwu who can kick inside if you need him to, or kick outside if Mackay doesn't work, uh, and then you look at Kayvon Thibodeau. These guys need an edge rusher. I think Kayvon will fit in a four three or three four, um, you know, as an outside linebacker or a, or defensive end in a four um, three. But then you know, I just go back to protecting Zach Wilson, getting him some weapons. So I think I think if uh, if I'm if I'm the Jets, you know, I might want to take Kayvon Thibodeau based off of his traits. And I keep talking myself into that pick. I think I would go okay Caveon Thibodeau. I was going to say Icky, but uh, I don't know, man. I can't pass on Caveon when he's when he's sitting there. And uh, I know, I know, I know my uh, I know the Giants, the the other the guys across the bay there are, are going to be looking at Caveon pretty soon here. So uh, I think I'd probably try to steal Caveon from from the Giants from the Jets here.
2: Will, um, wh- where do you think here for uh, the uh, New York Football Jets?
1: Yeah, I mean I think I think I would lean more strongly towards wide receiver if they did not have that pick number 10 right there. Uh and and I think I think 10? four is is early for wide receiver. The only question is and I say this because the Falcons like it seems like a lot of the noise coming out is that they're eyeing receiver. How does that make a team like, you know, the Jets feel? How does that make some of these wide receiver teams kind of right behind Atlanta? Do they then feel the need to Maybe go early, bite the bullet and take a receiver at four, knowing that they can maybe get an offensive tackle if if a run goes on receivers right there. Like, how does that math work in for New York? I I get I get what Zach's saying about the defense and I get kind of hurting the, the crosstown team there. But I, I still just think offensive tackle is what they should do, you know, and. It's kind of popular now to look at the Bengals and say, well, everybody said that they needed to take somebody to protect Joe Burrow and they didn't. And they took Jamar Chase, who I thought was uh, like one of my favorite prospects coming out last year, far and away. And we saw that they kind of said, you know, screw pass, pass protection. Let's just go get more okay, weapons yeah. than than anybody else can handle. Burrow almost died. I mean, <laughs>
2: like it did. to do this year because it was it was like a turnstile. I, everyone is just shocked that the Bengals were even able to make it to the Super Bowl right. with Bro intact. I don't think you can. Uh, I think it would be very foolish of the Bengals to go.
1: There's not a. There's not forward. a Jamar Chase in this draft either. Yeah, I, I don't think that they're. I don't think the Jets should go with. You know, somebody, because they, that's better value at 10. I think they can get the, a receiver that they're going to be good with at, at 10. So for me, four, it's it's going to be one of these offense tackles. Personally, I like Evan Neal a little bit more. Um, but if they like Icky, Iquan, Iquanu, you know, then I think they can't go wrong with, with either of those guys. But that's what I would bet is help Zach Wilson and, and kind of build up your your trenches there. I agree. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'm kind of leaning offensive line also. Yeah, if,
3: if I'm going to pick between Evan Neal and, and Icky, I just think the scheme fit currently, and who they got at, per, at for personnel. I think Iqwanu is the pick. Uh, Evan Neal, I think, is the better player. I got Evan Neal as my uh, tackle one. Uh, but I just think when you're looking at what they got, I think Ikuan Wu fits better with what they what they got going on. I, I
0: agree with what Will was saying with the wide receiver situation because you're you're looking at Atlanta probably taking a receiver if Garrett Wilson's there. And if they fall, if the Jets fall in love with Garrett Wilson, maybe they do take him at four. I've seen a lot of talk that that could happen, but I don't know if he's, if he's worth the number four pick. I think it's okay to, to take somebody like, you know, Thibodeau or one of these two offensive tackles and then get another receiver at 10. I mean, there's still going to be really good receivers on the board. Like Jamison Williams might be the most explosive player in the draft at that position Mm -hmm. uh, when healthy. So I don't, I don't think Jamison Williams is going before 10. And if he's there, Take him. I mean, yeah, he's got to come back from the injury, but still. So, uh, I don't know. I guess I'm I'm kind of the tiebreaker here, aren't I? Um, Kinda. I mean, I'm 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 I really feel like either Evan Neal or Quano is going to
2: go right here, and it's just I really think, a matter of picking which one. I think
0: actually, I think they're going to go with Thibodeau here. I, I just Ooh. I feel like if Charles Cross does slip the ten. They can maybe take them. But if you look at, like like Zach said, I, I still think Makai Beck could be a really good tackle. And I think who's their right tackle? Is it George Fant? Like, I think that he's he's decent enough to be able to, to stay at right tackle. And I think they need a difference maker on that edge. So I got, I got to get Thibodeau here.
2: So we need to decide here, Thibodeau or a left tackle uh, for the Jets. Now I was leaning towards left tackle just thinking they needed someone to grow with Zach Wilson for the next 10 years. And with them having that 10th pick – they can get, you know, if they could get out of the first round with Evan Neal and uh,
0: Jason Johnson slips it down.
2: Yeah, or or yeah, or they could do oh. that. I mean, with that oh, okay. they don't have to really yeah. move around or do anything. Uh, yeah, I'm you know. hearing Jermaine's going five potentially. That that's Ooh. I could that. come up on yeah, with the giant, I could see that too. because um, we are gonna have a surprise, somebody that flies up this board that we didn't expect to be picked as high as they are. Let's go. Uh, I'm tackles here yeah I, i'm leaning towards one of these tackles, and for some reason i'm leaning towards iquanu uh with the jets i don't know why am i am i being foolish here or <laughs> like i mean no,
1: no i think he is there much
2: to... separation between neil and iquanu?
1: I mean, It's probably just
2: a scheme
3: not a lot of separation it's the fact that evan Neal, he's a he's a left tackle from day one uh mm-hmm. iquanu, i think is is more of a guy you could kick inside and then potentially bring him outside later on in his career after you get a little bit more development. I think Aquanu is a great player. Um, I just think with what you got at your bookends for the Jets right now, kick Aquanu inside, see what you got in Becton for another year or two, then you kick him back outside.
2: See, but do you take Aquanu that high if you're just going to kick him inside? Yeah,
3: he's a good player. There's, yeah. He's a good player, yeah. Are
2: right, we going to Aquanu at uh, four? even if
3: you want to even if you want to keep him outside to start the to start his career you know you got you got a, the uh the position versatility i mean he's played all around the offensive line so there's mm-hmm. no uh there's no concern about where you want to plug him in there
2: now at five so we put a corner with the jets at five is the new york football giants they've got picks five and seven uh just before we even try to pick this, are we going to go through this and not do any trades for the first ten? Because uh, we have the option here on the Draft Network. I'm not exactly sure how it works if I hit that network. trade button, but I think you have to have the subscription to do. Oh, uh, okay. So no, no trades then. Yeah.
0: No trades today. Which, it's all just trades, Like, <laughs> like you said earlier, like I, I don't know if anybody's going to want to move up to the top ten because who's, you look at offense. Go, you in. look at edge. Like, there's a lot of. They're, this is a deep class at offense tackle and edge. So, yeah, I mean, no one's going to move up for a linebacker. No one's going to move up for any of these quarterbacks. I don't think.
2: In the top uh, so, we haven't had one off the board yet. We're on pick five already. Um, and I would imagine New York's not going to pick a quarterback, although yeah. that would be interesting if they did. Um, sounds like they're going to try to run this one more time with Daniel Jones. Um, Again, picking this high in the draft, they basically need everything, although I would imagine they're gonna be leaning towards an edge rusher at this point. Um just knowing the Giants and their history. I would think this would be where Thibodeau maybe lands in New York.
3: Yeah, I said Jermaine Johnson, top five, uh, which is what I've heard. But if Kayvon Thibodeau's there and if they pass on him and take Jermaine, I think Jermaine's a really good <laughs> player. I like him a lot. Oh. A lot of you know, a lot of length fits that scheme really well. Um but th- Kayvon Thibodeau, come on, man. What are we doing here? You can't be passing on a guy like that.
2: Yeah. Uh, Edge uh, from Oregon, 6'4", 254. Um, and my then, of course, is- Jermaine is he's a little he's a little taller, 6'5", 254, same weight. So he's kind of lankier, I guess you could say, than, uh, my than Thibodeau. Only Thibodeau's argument, solid.
0: My only argument is that with Carolina at 6, you probably know that one of those tackles could come off the board. And I don't know if they want to pass that up, knowing that one of those edge rushers is still going to be there. So, so if they take that's a good Evan, point, Evan Neal here, and they know, if still they don't hit. take Evan Neal, yeah. Carolina could take Neal, and then now they're kind of screwed on the tackle. So I think they could go Evan Neal here, and then I mean, knowing that probably Thibodeau and Jermaine Johnson may still be at seven because yeah. yeah. Be yeah. that's actually a great point. Yeah. Um, that's a fantastic point, yeah.
2: Uh, so oh, if that's yeah. the case, then uh, I, it's a matter I of Neil, that, that's yeah, what I, I was going to say as well. So huh, here, we here. <laughs> <laughs> here we are, uh, pick six and, and the, and the scenario that me and Skylar have been dreading probably for the past month is here upon us because you've got a, you've got a, a variety of things still sitting here. Uh, hell their cornerback you right now, I would be surprised if they take Stingley just to. Just to do it, to screw it, (laughs) fans. (laughs) Derek Stingley Jr., I mean, nah. Um, Thibodeau's still on the board. You've got Brian Burns going into a contract year,
0: if I'm not mistaken, Skyler. Is that right? They picked up his fifth-year option. They did. Okay. That that does help. But, again, you've got to find somebody to replace the Sondretic. And I know everyone's talking about this. This could be the same situation as last year. Everyone's saying quarterback off his tackle. They might go edge and try and replace the Sondretic. I mean, I don't see it happening, but – because
2: okay, here's the case for that. Because if they if they do that, then that means the plan has to be okay. We're okay with Brady Christensen at left tackle, right? And we're okay, or either we're not okay with Sam Darnold at quarterback. We do have a fifth round pick. We can ship to Cleveland and bring over Baker Mayfield, and we got a healthy Christian McCaffrey. The line's gonna be okay, but we continue to strengthen the strength of this team, which is the the young defense. That would be the argument for Thibodeau uh, if he fell to six. Uh, the the two tackles that we liked the most for Carolina got picked the two picks before them, which is similar to last year where it kind of felt like if you watched that Panther Confidential video uh, after the draft that had Matt Rule and uh, David Tepper and Scott Fitter and they were just kind of they were discussing it. It was it was really cool. They're discussing it as they're kind of doing it. It felt like. Correct me if I'm wrong, Skyler. It felt like Panay Sewell was the number one pick on their board. Yeah, and he got picked right before they did. And that's what caused them to go to JC Horn just off of best player available. Uh, if they're gonna do best player available and not listen to oh, you need this, you need that, who's the best player available? Is it Thibodeau? Definitely. It, yeah. I mean
0: it would hundred percent be Thibodeau, but I know really <laughs> we just spent two months. <laughs> I'm Malik really is on the board here, but
2: we just spent two months ignoring everyone but the left tackles and the, right. and the quarterback, and it feels like just doing it one time on a mock and looking at this, it feels like
0: they would just go get the best player available at six, you know, they, regardless they could, of outcome or not. They could, but I think they really want to fix that offensive line. And Charles Cross sitting there, like I get the 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 attractiveness to Malik Willis, but. I mean, time. I think that they'll, they'll, they'll wait to address the quarterback position if Charles Cross is still there. Now, if they go on a run of Aquanu, Neal, and Cross all off the board, then that's when things can get really chaotic. But I, I would go Charles Cross here.
3: Matt How... Rule, I think, needs to do something big to help save this job.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's going to
3: think he's got something in, in Kenny Pickett because he loved what he saw coming out of high school. Had a really good year. I just I got a gut um... feeling, man, right down here. It's going to be Kenny Pickett. <laughs>
2: They've got Kenny Pickett as the twenty-first ranked prospect here. We got him at six, or four, six.
3: We got him at fourteen is where we have him on our big board.
2: I t- I, t- I just don't feel comfortable picking pick uh, picking Pickett at six. Like it just feels feels Potential dirty. To be honest, like I just don't feel. Well, bad. that
1: that's what I was going to ask, Zach. What are the odds here that Carolina, if if the board on like kind of falls like this, and you've got some guys to like it, kind of each position, but maybe not you know, a guy that you would fall in love with at any one of these positions because the the tackles have gone, a couple of the edges have gone. I mean, is there a team like Philly who could really want that top, like they love one of these wide receivers and only one and want to come up? I mean, what, what would the trade down scenario look like for Carolina here?
3: I see it being a team that needs either a tackle or an edge rusher.
1: New Orleans? Yeah.
3: So New, New Orleans potentially yeah. for, for an offensive tackle, but I just think that's too much of a jump. I just don't think they have enough yeah. to get up there. Yeah, And then I look at, you know, just looking at, you know, three picks later, you look at a team like Seattle, they need a, an offensive I mean,
1: tackle so well, bad. this yeah. wouldn't happen in the division, but like Atlanta would make a lot of sense if they loved, if they wanted Thibodeau and they wanted to get in before New York, that would make sense. But I don't think you're trading that pick within the division if you're Carolina. I just I
3: look I at all sure. those teams right there. The only one I can come up with is Seattle potentially moving up for for an offensive tackle if they really like Charles Cross.
2: And that he's really the only one left is Charles Cross Trevor Penning like, is another guy. Man, Trevor Penning, yeah, yeah. And they've yeah. got him uh, eighteen. That's uh, he's going higher. Yeah, he's gonna go up higher than that. I uh, we we've been talking ourselves into Malik Willis at six for the past month or so, and Kenny
0: Beckett. It would be the it would be the most Matt Rule thing, and Zach. Is right. Like it'd be the most Matt Rule thing to go Kenny Pickett. Yeah. Because the familiarity with him, like it's not the the, the sexy pick that the fans want in Malik Willis, but he's going to do, you're going to see on draft night whoever that pick is who's really calling the shots. If it's Kenny Pickett, Matt Rule has a big it's saying that I mean, he's trying to save his jam- damn job. Now, yeah. Malik Willis, then Scott Fitter's like, all right, we're doing, we're going to take the long road approach and I don't really care about his job security. Right. because And then also I think that's who Ben McAdoo would want too is Malik Willis,
2: uh, of the quarterbacks. Um, plus you got to think this is bad to say, but you got to think in the back of your head, I'm wondering if Ben McAdoo is thinking they fire coach rule at the end of this year or halfway through or whatever. Do I become the interim head coach with a chance to kind of show what I can do? And, and since this is a guy I was riding behind before and Willis or whatever, Do they kind of attach me to Willis and we kind of go from there? Or does that not matter and Tepper clears the whole thing out if he fires Rule? Um, I don't know. Plus, we keep saying this, that Rule's on the hot seat. We've gotten zero indication from owner David Tepper that Matt Rule is on any kind of hot seat whatsoever. I feel like I have to keep saying this over and over again because the media feels like he should be on a hot seat. The fans feel like he should be on a hot seat. But we haven't heard anything from the Panthers upper management suggesting that you know, this is it. You better figure this out this year or you're out of here. Like, I mean, he gave him a seven year contract for a reason. So maybe he's letting him do most of this contract and he understands it's going to take time. I just keep hearing things like, oh, your, your owner's impatient and all this other stuff. And I'm like, how is he impatient? He gave a, a, a college coach a seven year deal <laughs> to come in here <laughs> and said that he understood it took time. And like everyone's it feels like everyone's just kind of putting their own filter on what they think David Tepper is, what they think Matt Rule his situation is. So Matt Rule's going into this situation basically assured, you know, backstage that his his job is not in question this year. Then I think he goes after who he really wants the most. And I don't think it's defense this year. I think you're right. I think it's either got to be an offensive tackle or it's got to be a quarterback. And I think they would rather have Neal. But if Neal's going to go to the Giants at five, I think they swing on Malik Willis. I just, I feel like they're going to swing for him because I think if they don't though, they, they, there won't be another quarterback they can go after. Cause they don't have a second or third round pick at the moment. And to your point, Skylar from uh, previous episodes, the Panthers had 11 draft picks last year. Like they don't necessarily need to add additional draft picks uh, for anything. I mean, they had a bunch last year, so I'm leaning. T- I think we all gave four different answers uh, <laughs> for who the Panthers should take here. I'm leaning towards Willis. Let's, Run back down this again, uh, Zach. Who do you think uh, Carolina should go to, or should pick, real quick?
3: Realistically, in my mind, in my gut, it's got to be it's got to be Pickett for me.
2: Oh, that's right, you're on Pickett, uh,
1: and then and Will. If we're going quarterback, I think Willis,
0: Skyler, and I said Cross, so I'm the outlier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll,
3: I'll add to this real quick. So how, so we talked about the Lions picking Malik Willis and having him sit behind Jared Goff. How do you feel about the Panthers picking Willis and sitting behind Darnold and, and, and
2: Actually, and- Skyler brought this up last week, and I never thought of the scenario. But I think what they could do is draft Willis and then still go get, uh, still go get Baker Mayfield from Cleveland with a fifth, and then that way, if especially if you can convince Cleveland to take back Darnold or whatever, uh, or if you can convince Cleveland to eat some of Baker's salary coming in. I don't mind having uh, you know, two quarterbacks or, or three in the room. One's on a rookie deal on Malik Willis. Uh, between Thank Baker Mayfield and Sam God. Darnold, if you can pay $30 million total between the two or something like that, considering hey. quarterbacks out here getting $50 million guaranteed right now, I'd be okay with that for one season.
1: Is that the uh, best like learning environment, though, for Malik Willis? You're going to have two quarterbacks who are out here yeah. trying to fight for their careers. <laughs> and they're not, they don't give the –
2: One's got to go. Well, You can't have Darnold and Mayfield in there. Like, it's right. got to be – mayfield's got to be there on a prove it one year type deal where he can prove to the league that he can actually be you know the quarterback that everyone thought he was going to be when he got drafted and you have willis kind of waiting um one of uh one of my buddies larry frank said this over the weekend on my radio show he's like most of the great quarterbacks they had to sit a year like there's this notion that you can get out there and start early and that kind of thing and that does happen but you know most of them sat a year pat mahomes sat a year uh you just go through the list of guys i think josh allen i know josh allen played rookie year um but most of them had to sit and learn aaron Rodgers sat behind brett far for a year tom before brady. he turned the over yeah so tom brady sat behind uh uh drew bledsoe so i mean it's i'm okay with Willis if they draft willis and then get a guy that can get like a bridge guy uh, i think the cam newton ship has sailed i don't think he's gonna be back in charlotte ever i don't even know if he's gonna play nfl football again to be honest um and that would have been okay to have Cam and Malik because they know each other, went to the same high school, both went to Auburn before Malik transferred to Liberty. That would make sense for him to be the mentor. But I don't think uh, Matt Roll wants Cam Newton here. I didn't think he wanted him here when he when they brought him back. The way he treated him in terms of playing time made it feel like he never really wanted him back on this roster to begin with. So he's not going to be there. I say all this, and more than likely, the Panthers are going to draft uh, Charles Cross and just be done with it. Um <laughs> Actually, you know what? Now that I'm sitting there looking at it, I think they take Thibodeau. If you Thibodeau so? falls to them, I think so. If, the, if Thibodeau falls to them at six, and Scott Fitter is truthful when he says that they, he, they want the best player available, I think they take Thibodeau and, and really ride off of that uh, defense is our backbone type thing
0: man that would take a lot of people <laughs> it
2: really would it really would and that's why i'm sitting there like Ugh.
0: but i think i mean he's a great player but like man.
2: there's a drop off after really after thibodeau stingley doesn't make sense because we have a full cornerback room already uh wilson doesn't make sense for them because they've got wide receivers already cross is at uh, they've got cross at nine i would think that they would want Evan Neal is the first pick that they, they want on this board. If New York picks Evan Neal, it screws up everything else and all bets are off at that point. So I think if, if Neil is gone and they don't trade down, I I think they would get Thibodeau in this scenario. Yeah. Any thoughts on that from the, the gallery? Uh,
1: I still think it's quarterback. Uh, they have, they have hammered defense year after year in the draft it's under Matt rule. Reach. And, and it it, it's, it's reach, not working though. out. Well, then, then I would say, honestly, like, if, if the Baker Mayfield thing is in the cards, which, yeah you know, I, that remains to be seen, then I'm honestly in favor of you, you avoid quarterback in this entire draft. Because again, it, it just doesn't make sense to me to have Baker be the mentor or some... You're not going to go after a reclamation project and then kind of say, also, by the way, while you're out here trying to prove yourself, you, you now also have to kind of hold the rookie's hand and, and show him the ropes. That just doesn't usually... You know, vibe well inside of NFL locker rooms. You need the clear guy, and the moment that you draft somebody with number six, and then trade for somebody who is you know has led teams to the playoffs is on every commercial seemingly on on NFL Sundays. Like <clears throat> I, I think I think it works better if you have a clear veteran presence in place. The guys that you all mentioned, Drew Bledsoe, Alex Smith, these are established veteran quarterbacks. You kind of also know that the writing's on the wall for them. I, I get. I get taking a quarterback and that's honestly still the way I think Carolina goes, but if they're going to do it, I I think then it's, you know, quickly more quickly handing over the reins to this rookie, probably halfway through year one. Um, But outside of that, I mean, I I think offensive tackle is where I would go. I edge just is difficult for me, given you've got Brian Burns. He is a, a great edge rusher. Like you're, you're not deficient necessarily on your defensive line. No. And it, it seems almost like reinvesting to make sure that you don't lose a luxury as opposed to truly bettering a part of your roster that you need to. And and the offensive side needs to get better for Carolina.
2: Yeah. Okay. I, so, so we, I just realized uh, the time on this, I wanted to get through at least the top 10 so we could get real, to Atlanta. Real quick so though, real quick. I just want
3: to add, since we're on the yeah. Panthers, we talked about trading. I just got a text from one of my guys that said the Cowboys could be interested in trading up for Thibodeau if he starts to fall. So you uh, Dallas trade
1: maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and DQ, come get your guy. Uh, where's <laughs> Dallas? Uh, sure. yeah,
2: yeah, but but then I would be more content getting Kenny Pickett in the twenties than I would at six, you know, or Malik Willis. Yeah. At That's why a trade
1: down makes sense, I think, for Carolina yeah. if they are targeting well, okay. a quarterback.
2: All right, so uh we're gonna motor through the last five picks here, but me and Skyler, since we're the host of Believe in Panthers, we'll just be the deciding Panther pick here. What do you want to do, Skylar? Because I I feel like this is what's gonna happen in the draft room for the Panthers. Like, what do you want to do? What do you want to
0: do? I, I, I see Thibodeau could could be very easy to take, but I still feel like they, they want to get tackled. So I'm gonna go. I would say cross cross. We'll go across. So now Thibodeau would be here at seven,
2: I would thibodeau seven to the giant now this is with no trade so it could get interesting if Thibodeau's still sitting there at six seven eight yeah i could see the cowboys maybe putting something together and moving up for him but are we all in grants thibodeau probably goes here to the giants
1: yeah i'd, I'd go to here
0: and
2: we get
1: to...
0: for the giants so neil and thibodeau like right
2: yeah, yeah. that's pretty damn good uh falcons kind of need a little everything um
0: what are you thinking will it's
1: kind yeah. of a the theme right no i want to hear what you guys just... well i want to hear mean... you guys
2: first Okay, so personally, I think that they w- – if Matt Ryan was still there, I think they would have got him a wide receiver. And I think they would have went the, the Alabama route and got Jameson Williams because that's what they've done the previous couple <laughs> it's of times. Out so fought, far. You know, yeah, it's worked out fantastic. Uh, having said that, I like, need a little bit of everything. I don't – this is where I
3: don't let Jermaine Johnson slide really? past because I think yeah. it's just an amazing scheme fit for, for him. And plus, Jermaine Johnson's from – Town just down the road of me. I love the guys. You know, gotta, gotta <laughs> show some love for the hometown Minnesota over here. So uh, I like Jermaine Johnson, ton of length. I think he's got like 81 inch wingspan. Um, you know, you can rush for as an outside linebacker from a wide nine. I love what I love what he can do there. Um throw out back in coverage. I think that's a perfect pick
0: for the for the Falcons. I kinda
2: like Johnson uh there also for Atlanta.
1: Um Skyler, Skyler what do you think?
0: Yeah, I love Johnson. I, I don't think there's any way you pass up on him. I, I like Garrett Wilson, I like you know, some of these other guys, but it's got to be Jermaine Johnson for me.
1: All right. So Mm -hmm. I think for, for wide receiver, I'll touch on that because, you know, Skylar, you mentioned Garrett Wilson a couple of times. I think if they're going to go wide receiver, it's going to be Drake London. Um, Just because of a lot of comments that Arthur Smith made kind of as the season went along, they, they said they wanted to get more physical kind of on the exterior of their offense. They wanted to be able to, you know, utilize the edges a little bit more and they needed, you know, bigger bodies, better um, blockers to kind of seal off the edge and create these lanes. So if they're going to go wide receiver for that reason, I, I kind of think Drake London makes a lot of sense there. Um, but I get everything you're saying with Jermaine Johnson and I'm totally fine if that's a pick because I think Jermaine Johnson is a really, really intriguing in almost, uh, in some senses, kind of like a classic throwback edge rusher and, and the Falcons can use that. And he certainly is, is, um, brings a lot in the run game as well, given kind of, some of the situation around Grady Jarrett's future though, and Dean Pease's history, you know, historically as an AFC coach, but he real familiar with three, four fronts and kind of wanted to do a multiple look in Atlanta last year. The defense was definitely a work in project be, or a work in progress because Dan Quinn obviously comes from that cover three Seattle scheme, front four, your linebacker, super athletic and, they were slowly trying to introduce multiple fronts there, but didn't necessarily have the personnel to do it. There's one guy in this draft that I think totally speeds up that timeline of getting everything changed into the identity that Dean Pease, I think, ultimately wants to, to run, and that is Jordan Davis. I get eight is, is kind of high to take somebody of that caliber, but we have seen historically three, four defenses with these massive nose tackles that can just eat up space, pretty much shut down your interior run game, and free up a lot of the other 10 guys on that defense to run around and make plays. That's kind of how Jordan Davis was used at Georgia, which is why his production is is down a little bit, but he was consistently eating up double teams, holding his ground and just letting guys behind him like Quay Walker and Kobe Dean run around and make plays. I'm not saying that that means that the Falcons should go eight or go Davis at eight. I'm just saying that if they do envision a future without Grady Jarrett at some point, Davis, even though he might be considered a reach, makes a lot of sense because he immediately kind of resets how you can build your defense. And I don't think you lose a lot on the interior of your defensive line, switching from a pro bowler and Grady Jarrett to, you know, even a rookie and Jordan Davis. That being said, Falcons, 18 sacks in 17 games. I mean, I think the third place, the third worst team at like 30 sacks. That yeah. is insane to me. So yeah, <laughs> you're, you're not going to go wrong with Jermaine Johnson here. I just wanted to make the case for Jordan Davis.
2: And it was a pretty good case too. Cause I was about to say, Hey, you should probably take Jordan Davis, but then right there at the very end, <laughs> that used to drop. Well, that when did in the,
3: room when and did we're the in Panthers take Derrick Brown?
0: Seven, I think
3: seven. Okay. They said yeah, that like, was too early for, up. for a defensive tackle too. So I can yeah. see Jordan. Jordan Davis is a phenomenal player. So I can see it.
1: Yeah. He's, last, he's last, one of my favorite in this draft. Last two. We're
2: only going to go through the top 10 here. Cause we're already getting close to an hour. Um, uh, you got Seattle on the clock at nine. Of course, we're not doing any trades or anything. Cause I think Seattle would trade down, but, um, cause they got a lot of holes, but from what we got li- looking at here on the board, I think Derek Stingley jr. Actually would be a good fit for, uh, for Seattle. Uh, God, get read. this team
3: a left tackle, please. <laughs> <laughs> there, there aren't like, any left
2: except for Pennington, right? I know. I, mean, I wouldn't mind taking
3: yeah. Pennington. And I know, like it's probably a None. little early, but man, my, so my mom lives out in Seattle. We watch we watch the Seahawks all the time too, and I'm just like, God, I get this team a left tackle for what? Man, man,
0: if
2: man, look, if i if I'm Russell Wilson. And the Seattle Seahawks pick a a left tackle in the first round. The the very moment that I'm gone from this franchise, and I've absorbed like 8,000 hits from defenders since 2011, like by far the most in the NFL, I'm throwing things at the TV. Like I'm apologizing to Sierra, and I'm throwing stuff at the TV. Like I can't believe that they're – what are they doing? Why are they doing this? I think they would go cornerback here. I think uh, Derek Stingley Jr. would be a perfect fit for Seattle. Maybe try to start rebuilding the, the Legion of Boom maybe or something to that effect. You're also you're also getting towards a point where Kyle Hamilton might be in yep. play at one like that. That don't sound that bad to me. I don't think they're going to get a wide receiver uh, right here. They they get they need way more than uh, picking a wide receiver when you don't even know who your franchise quarterback's really going to be going forward. I don't think it's Drew Locke. So uh, actually, I think you kind of got to pick between Stingley and, Cam- and Hamilton, and I'm kind of leaning
0: towards Hamilton to be honest. I. It, I think Seattle really hopes that Jermaine Johnson or Charles Cross falls to them at nine. And if it doesn't, then I, I think they could go Derek Stingley. But you know what? I want to be a little off the board here. I think this could be where Malik Willis goes. And I don't think it's that much of a reach. You know what? And at- it's funny, too, because we just went through almost this entire top ten and not a
2: single quarterback has been selected yep. yet. If Willis is still sitting there, I think you're absolutely right. I think they would go after Willis right there. And not have any qualms about it whatsoever. I, I no. can
3: see it as well. There's other needs yeah. that they need to fill, but I can see it.
2: Yep. It's and that, to me, that's why, that's why they haven't really gone after a Baker Mayfield or any of these other guys yet. It feels like Baker's on hold to after round one. And then whoever didn't get one of these quarterbacks will come to Baker and be like, hey, let's do this. Cleveland will give you a six. And you got to eat like half his salary, and we'll take them off your hands, uh, which would still be better than them cutting him because then they're still having to pay him uh, that money. It still counts against the cap. Well, no. Um, no.
0: They'll probably make the pick and then make the trade five minutes after just to make my life hell. But <laughs>
2: <Yep>. <laughs> that's exactly what's going to happen. And then finally, the Jets back up again at pick 10. And uh, who do we give the Jets? We gave the Jets Equal at four. Uh, Hamilton. You got, you got those. Uh, hmm. You got <laughs>
0: Water Sears up reach, here. I mean, wow. Did they you resign got, Marcus May? No, he's in New Orleans.
3: No. Orleans. Yeah. Where's where
0: he at? New Orleans.
3: Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah. I was going <laughs> to say,
2: I the, uh, if I was the Jets, I'd want Jameson Williams right here, but I just don't know if he's going to be the same player. ACLs and wide receivers, man, are just hard to. Drake to London, know. Maybe.
1: Yeah, I, I was thinking Drake London actually is the player that I would probably pair with you gotta get, Wilson here. Got to get
2: Wilson a, 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 a yeah. toy. Yeah. So I, I think Stingley, Stingley's going to end up falling a little bit here. He ain't going to fall right. very far. You got Washington, the Vikings, the Texans, oh, and the Ravens at 14. So he won't get past Baltimore at 14, I don't think, but. I definitely
1: uh, think I Stingley, Stingley Hamilton or or London are are in play here for me. Can, Hamilton though could I, I, he could it? definitely be a pick here.
3: If, I think for me, I'd say Stingley.
2: Ooh, so we're kind of we're kind of debating between Stingley and Hamilton, really. Um, who do they have a cornerback? No one, nobody. <laughs>
3: Hall.
0: And we know we don't have safety. They trade off oh, Jamal Adams. He'll... Bryce Holt plays a lot of slot though, doesn't he? He's always hurt too, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. He was a good player in college. Um, I think – you, I, I kind of agree. It's got to be someone in the secondary. see, either Stingley or Hamilton. I think Garrett Wilson make, can make sense for Drake London, but I, it's got to be Stingley or Hamilton. Um, yeah, I agree. I, I'm leaning Hamilton. Um, when you lose Marcus May, I think you need somebody that can be that guy over the top. And, and Hamilton, he kind of reminds me, honestly, a lot of Jeremy Chen and mm. how he can be very versatile. They can play yes. in the box. I need to hear because and I mean cool. I, I, a lot of guys too
3: coming in just to just to say man I love that that guy as a prospect <laughs> Jeremy, Jeremy Chin,
1: Chin uh, he yeah he, yeah he, he can Antoine be Winfield Jr. In, and Jeremy Chin were my two favorite safeties in, if in he, that if class he,
2: if this guy can be anything like that for the Jets and that's almost like getting two draft picks so I'll, we'll go there and we'll stop there so just to recap here um, our picks for the first ten Aiden Hutchinson going to Jacksonville at one Trayvon Walker going two to Detroit. Sauce Gardner going three to Houston. Uh, Ike McQuano going to the Jets at four. Evan Neal going to Alabama – or, excuse me, to the, uh, the Giants at five. Uh, Panthers' Charles Cross at six. That is not a sexy pick, uh, Skyler, at all. Like, I, 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 not, I feel like that's going to be very disappointing if that's what happens. Um,
0: go, go watch the tape. I promise you this guy is probably the best pass protector in this class. And not only okay, that, he's got yeah. a like mean streak to him. Okay, well, they definitely need that. Kayvon
2: Thibodeau uh, going to the Giants at seven. Jermaine Johnson to the Falcons at eight. Malik Willis first quarterback off the board at nine, going to Seattle. And then we got Kyle Hamilton, the safety from Notre Dame, going to the Jets at ten. So that's our mock. Uh, we'll see how close we are to this. This is all. This is on the internet, so it's almost like it's written in ink. So we'll be able to go back. Uh, draft starts Thursday night or Friday night. Thur- Thursday. Thursday. I thought it started on a third. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, uh, we'll have. Um, the draft taking place and uh, my show, the rundown with Desmond Johnson is Saturday mornings at 10 AM across most of these outlets that you're watching this on. So we'll have first and second and third round picks in by the time we get on Saturday morning. So uh, we'll talk about that and much, much more, but uh, you've been listening to or watching a believe in Carolina Panthers podcast episode, uh, our believe in Carolina Panthers mock draft. I want to give a thanks to Zach and to Will for stopping by scholar callahan i'm desmond johnson uh we will see you next week keep pounding and panthers please don't screw this up please just just don't screw it up <laughs> i say this and i know they're going to so just... bye <laughs> <laughs>